Legend has it that it was written by the Dark Ones. Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Roughly translated, Book of the Dead. The book served as a passageway to the evil worlds beyond. It was written long ago, when the seas ran red with blood. It was this blood that was used to ink the book. In the year 1300 AD, the book disappeared. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mystery Vault podcast. I'm your host, RJ McCready, and for this episode, we're going to be talking about the Necronomicon. Now, for some of you listening to this, you may be familiar with it. It's used an awful lot in movies today, especially the Evil Dead films, where it's uh, used as the Book of the Dead or the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Uh, I'll get into that later. But the question for today's episode is... Is the Necronomicon real? Is it a real book? Does it exist? Has somebody got it locked away somewhere? Or is it just a book that existed in uh, the fictional world or the universe of H.P. Lovecraft? So I think the best thing to do is to start with H.P. Lovecraft. Let's have a look at him. So he is an American author of weird science fantasy horror. He was born in 1890, Rhode Island, and spent most of his time in Rhode Island and died in 1937, so he died at the age of 46, he was very young. Um, he created the Cthulhu Mythos, um, which is based on a uh, cosmic universe. So he basically thought that humans were insignificant in, in the universe itself. And he thought that there was a cosmic void out there where there was like the the old gods that were trying to return back to Earth and that the humans were insignificant. Um, so that was the main uh, building platform of, of his story. So when you read H.P. Lovecraft, there is something about the old gods. There's always something there in the shadows um, with the main um, protagonist. So they would be the antagonist in the stories. And now the question is, where did he get these ideas for these stories? And if you use a comparison here with some famous authors, um, you know, maybe before this time, um, say like H.G. Wells, where he used science, he was talking about time travel, trips to the to the moon. Um, that is like a, a, a stories made from actual fact I suppose you could say apart from the time travel but it's still a little bit on on par with things and then obviously you have someone like Jules Verne with uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea with um, submarines um, adventure stories but with um, H.P. Lovecraft it really goes into a real sinister um, universe but then he really he goes out to the realms of you know, as he says, the cosmic universe, um, the places out there that you know should we should we go to, should we venture to? Uh, Got to be a little, little bit careful that we don't get our hands burnt if we <laughs> go into these uh, these dark realms. But what he said was, um, he said that he got a lot of these 
ideas for his stories from from nightmares. So he was a man suffering with nightmares and he was writing it down onto paper and that's where he was getting the ideas um, for his novels. And let's just name some of those. So you've got The Call of Cthulhu, At the Mountain of Madness, uh, The Shadow Out of Time. And these these were written in the 1920s. Uh, then, you know, leaping forward to today, you've then got the, uh, a lot of films that have been made from the ideas of H.P. Lovecraft. Some of those are uh, John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. There's a film called Dagon. Uh, there's The Void. The, the Colour Out of Space, which is one of the recent ones. And then, of course, you've got the Evil Dead franchise, uh, which is quite significant to the topic which I'm talking about today because the ne Necronomicon is like the main platform in that film which causes all the chaos. Um, so it's a good film to watch if you want to find out what the actual ne Necronomicon is in, in terms of its power. Uh, it's a fun film, we've haven't seen it. If you love horror films, I'm sure you've, you have seen it. But poor old Ash Williams getting caught up in a cabin and fighting demons with a chainsaw and a shotgun. Um, but the Necronomicon in that film is called the Necronomicon Ex Mortis which is there's a little bit of a backstory where archaeologists find it in a castle from medieval times. Uh, they read from the book, it resurrects demons because they say that in that film it's basically a license to resurrect the dead, for the dead to come onto earth. And then poor old Ash Williams goes to the cabin um, for a weekend away with his girlfriend, he reads from the book and chaos begins um, but the actual uh, way that the Necronomicon is explained in that film isn't far from how H.P. Lovecraft was um, basically trying to explain it in his stories so um, where was the Necronomicon first mentioned in H.P. Lovecraft's universe so that was a short story called The Hound in 1924 but it was um, actually written by a fictional character uh, in a book that came out a year before this one called The Nameless City and this character is called Abdul Hal Hazred. Um, he is a reoccurring character in the H.P. Lovecraft universe and he is basically known as a mad poet of the Sinai in Yemen. And this is going back to um, 700 AD and this character Abdul, he visited the um, ancient city of Babylon and spent some time in the ruins of uh, Memphis and in the subterranean tunnels is where he came across the book, the, the Necronomicon. Now, he didn't actually retrieve the book because it was so powerful um, that he, he actually read from it. I think he summons a demon from the book which later goes on to uh, kill him. Uh, later on in the stories, but uh, what he does is, is that he actually translates the text from what he has read into um, a copy which he takes away with him. So the actual Necronomicon stays in this place, but he actually takes a translated copy. Um, after after finding this, he ends up spending 10 years in the, in the desert alone, wandering around the deserts of Arabia. And then Abdul returns to Damascus, or he goes to Damascus, which is now modern-day uh, Syria, 
uh, where he spends the rest of his life up until 738 AD where in a public place he gets torn to shreds by the demon that he's summoned but the demon is actually invisible so he just gets torn to shreds. Um, the book then gets handed over to um, a Greek philosopher in 950 AD who translates it to the Necronomicon and in Greek, um, the translation of the Necronomicon means an image to the law of the dead. Uh, the book then gets handed over many times throughout the ages. It uh, gets burnt in 1050 AD, um, but then there are other copies of the book, so it survives. And then in uh, the 13th century, getting into the medieval times, the book then gets translated into Latin, which is, I guess, where we're talking about the medieval times of the book. This is where it's kind of tying into the Evil Dead franchise now. Um, and then later on, I think it goes up till the 17th century. So this book is kicking around in the uh, Lovecraft universe. It eventually gets banned by the Pope and gets locked up in the Vatican, I believe. That's what I was looking at on with the uh, research that I've done. So, and of course, to mention what I've just said here, this is uh, all fiction. This is a fictionalized version of the Necronomicon. But when you when you look into this story, even though it is fiction, there are areas in this story that do exist. Obviously, with um, you know Yemen. Um, uh, the temp was it the Temple of Memphis, the Babylonians, uh, Damascus, which is like modern day uh, Syria, and um, of course the these there's still a lot that we're looking into from an archaeological perspective with the Babylonians, um, especially the the Egyptians, uh, which. Is um, probably a good time to talk about that. And we'll branch off from from that. Mentioning that now is what I was going to say was um, so you've got that fictional story there, and as I said, you've got the um, uh, Babylonians, uh, the the Egyptians. So the question is, you got fiction, but then is is there any truth to a Book of the Dead? Well, in actual fact, there is. Uh, the Egyptians actually believed in um, obviously the afterlife and when when people died obviously they got wrapped up into you know, like mummies put into tombs and they did have a book of the dead now they didn't actually have a book a single book per se um, but what they did do was on the papyrus when someone had died they'd been wrapped into a temple they wrote in hieroglyphics spells which would then help the spirit go to the afterlife so it's basically a i guess you could say you like use the word like a summons for the spirits to then take the the body to to the next world and they actually had in total 192 different spells for for the afterlife and like i say it's this is this is a really good topic to bring up uh, talking about the Necronomicon. Now, the Necronomicon is a work of fiction, but a, a Book of the Dead does actually exist um, in the with the Egyptians, and this goes back as far as 3150 BC. Um, and archaeologists have found these um, papyruses, transcripts, 
Um, but as I said, it's, it's not an actual single book like bound in uh, gold. This kind of ties off into the Mummy films as well. Um, the, the old Hammer ones with Peter Cushion and obviously the recent ones with, um, we'll talk about the recent ones, they come out in the 90s, but um, in in those films there is a single book that if you read from the passage it will summons up the dead, which is interesting because in the Lovecraft universe it is basically the same thing. If you read from the book then it is basically a license to summon up the dead. Um, so, looking into this there is a little bit of truth behind it now whether it's like whether Lovecroft is looking to the Egyptian uh, mythology I guess you could say and he's taken from that and he's brought it into his universe could could be could be a possibility um, but yes I think at the same time I think there's a lot about the Egyptians that we still don't know about but they were a, an incredible um, civilization with what they believed in with you know the gods and the afterlife so I guess um, when you ask the question is there a book of the dead I guess you could say there there, there is in, in the in the Egyptian world um, but going back to the Necronomicon now when H.P. Lovecraft was asked does this book actually exist he actually blatantly came out and said no it doesn't it is just a work or fiction it's part of my stories it's part of my universe um, but as time has gone on, his work's become very popular, and fans and people speculate and say, I think that book does really exist, and there's been some hoaxes, there's been some books that have turned up in, in libraries, um, some people have turned up and said, hey, I've got it here, this is the Necronomicon, and uh, as of course, as I've said before, in, in the mystery world, um, once that seed gets planted, it, it's difficult to dig up and throw away, because uh, I think it's even more, <laughs> people speculate even more when the actual author comes out and says, well, no, it's not real. If he was to actually come out and say it was real, there'd probably be more of a percentage of people that'd be trying to disprove whether it was or not. But the fact that he's come out and said, no, it's not, it's just, just a work of fiction, uh, people have now come out and said, "Nah, I think you're just saying that." You know, it's um, maybe, maybe it does exist, and there is some speculation amongst uh, Lovecraftian fans that you know there's a copy in the British uh, History Museum, there's a copy in the French Museum, Harvard University in Massachusetts, um, Ar Argentina, and the big one is that the Vatican have got a copy with uh, probably everything else they got stashed away in there, which we won't. Um, know about so at the same time um, what do I think I think it's probably just a work of fiction um, but at the same time it's an incredibly good story and I think the Necronomicon is um, a good bit of kit shall I say as a word for the horror world um, for us to use which enables us to create good films like the Evil Dead you know because as you know I'm a film fan I think you know there's you know the color out space movie that came out which was um great um so yeah i i think it is a work of fiction but at the same time as i've mentioned this before um in, in my episodes soon people get that seed in their head there is always going to be that sort of 50 50 yeah you're saying it's fiction but i think it's true and you can sort of see why people might think it is um because as i said you've then got the um egyptians which have 
Books of the Dead, as, as I've already mentioned, and they have been found um, by archaeologists, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, it's you know it's a big open universe out there with a little bit of hocus pocus. Now, a little bit of food for thought of you for you today. You know, when you think about you know just just think about things like um, spells and whether you don't believe it or not. But how many times have you? gone about your business and you're having a good day and then all of a sudden someone comes out and says cool this is going really well and then in that split second something goes wrong how many times has that happened to you um and you could say that that is a spell itself which is what we call the kiss of death which is a regular thing so there you go that is one thing to think about and i'm sure you have stories of yourself where strange things happen so uh, that is one thing to take away <laughs> from you. It could be the the old ones playing with us. So, um, but what we'll do, I'm going to leave it on a um, H.P. Lovecraft quote, which was pretty cool. And the quote is: "The oldest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear." of the unknown so i'll leave that with you to think about for the, the end of this episode and the other thing i've got to mention here as well is that i have actually done i've got quite a few pieces of paper <laughs> i've done a lot of research just for this short episode and i really have kind of skimmed over the uh, necronomicon because for me to actually do uh, a detailed episode i think i'll be here for hours so what i would say is um uh, if if you're interested, go and check it out. Um, dig dig a little bit deeper into this because it will take you into all different avenues. Like I say, the the Cthulhu, uh, the mythos, the the old gods, um, the the characters in the novels. You know, even the films. Go and check out the films. Once you open up the H.P. Lovecraft um, universe or world itself, it is 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 amazing. You know, it is an, is an amazing universe just as much as people love, um, you know, H.G. Wells and, you know, Jules Verne. I'm just bringing these authors up from around this this time. It is is a form of escapism. Um, but as I said, you know, it's these aren't adventure stories. These are dark, dark stories, which at the same time make you think, you know, about the universe and the, and the cosmos Um so there you go i hope you enjoyed that i hope if you didn't know anything about this book that you might know a little bit more about it now um so there you go uh, just before i wrap up the show let's do a little bit of admin i am a proud member of the legion podcast network so please go and check out all the other shows including my other podcast which is the bite-sized cinema um, there's some great episodes that have just dropped recently. Um, I've just done The Crow, I've done Twins. Um, I've done some uh, guest spots on there, some interviews, so go and check that out. Um, you can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. And if you want to contact me, the best place to do that is on Facebook. Um, yeah, comment about the show today. There might be some stuff I've I'm damn sure there's probably some stuff I've missed on this topic. So um, post some stuff on there. Let me know because I'll be interested as well. I think it's great. Um, so there you go, guys. That is it. Um, I don't actually. I haven't picked another topic as as I 
mentioned before, I kind of make this show up as I go along. I don't really have a list of things. Um, I literally wake up and go, right, let's do that. That'd be a good one to do. Um, so I'm literally making it up as I go along. But hopefully you guys are enjoying what I am doing. Hopefully I'm entertaining you. And more importantly, you know, giving you some, you know, great information on this stuff, um, on stuff that you may know or may not have known. So, uh, there you go. Right, and I will leave it on that. Um, so, as always, keep it spooky, keep it safe, and look out for those strange books out there. Sitting here in this okay, see you later. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.